There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What do you watch for background TV? 651-641-1071. That's the question on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, and I don't know about you, Bradley, but this weekend I was busy cleaning and background TV was big time on at my house. Yeah, no, I um, needed background TV uh, both Saturday and Sunday. And um, I actually watched like an entire series and a half of like two different shows. Um, both on a theme uh, while I was getting stuff done this weekend. And it just occurred to me that like you, you, everybody needs background TV. Here's the definition that I would use. Yeah. Tell me if it's any different for your purposes. Mm -hmm. Background TV is TV that you can watch, but you don't, or I should say that you can have on, but you don't necessarily have to be watching the entire time. Right. What I mean by that is you're not going to miss crucial plot points you know, sure, you could watch a show you've already watched. That would maybe be a separate discussion. But this is really just like, what can I like? I'm, I'm going to turn on the Netflix. For me, um, I was part of the weekend. I was cooking. I was doing miscellaneous tasks, scanning all those family photos I was telling you about mm-hmm. where I could sort of like be watching and then turning over and like putting stuff on the scanner and then mm-hmm. turning over. Maybe I would have to turn the corner and go around to, to the other room. But I can just leave that running. And then I'm still enjoying the show. Right. 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 Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What is your background TV? And I have a similar definition, Bradley. It's basically like there's the there's the TV shows where you have to be actively engaged, meaning your brain has to be on the whole time because you have to be paying attention to dialogue. You might miss plot points. That's not good background TV. Yeah. Right. Background TV is you can check out. And when you check back in, you still know what's going on without having to have watched every second. You don't have to hit pause when you leave the room, yeah. in other words. Or you could just like watch it again another time. Exactly. Um, so there's a couple of shows I want to tell you about. One we've talked about, I think you were here that day, but I might have had the conversation with Holly. There's a show called Lords and Ladles. Do you remember me Mm-mm. talking about that? Mm-mm. It's like an Irish. Well, so, you know, I love the Great British Baking yes. Show, right? That to me is appointment viewing. Mm-hmm. Like I want to sit down and watch it. But there's some sort of other shows that, you know, like Netflix will say, like, maybe you should try this. And there's one called Lords and Ladles. And I talked about it. it's an Irish show where they bring three chefs and they send them to these fancy, beautiful manor houses. Mm-hmm. One of them has to cook the recipe. And it's always a re- like a, a, a dinner from like the 1800s or something. So there's mm-hmm. always something weird anyway. So you watch them cook. You learn a little history about the manor house. And then um, one of the other chefs is off doing something else. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and they do this for like two seasons where they just go from house to house to house. The setup is pretty much the same. 
And it's just a fun show to have on in the background, especially if you're cooking or doing something around the house. Well, then there was another one this um, this weekend called, have you heard of the Harry Bikers? Uh-uh. So the Harry Bikers, there's some a, a couple of their series on Netflix. It's a British duo. There are two Harry guys. They have long hair and beards and mustaches. And um, they drive around on bikes and then they cook. And they like it's hard to describe, but they did a whole series called The Chicken and the Egg. Like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? They literally did like six to eight episodes of them going to different countries and exploring chicken recipes and egg recipes and how important they are to that culture. So there's like a little bit of history, a little bit of culture. Hmm. And then they're always making two or three recipes for each episode. So you get a little bit of knowledge so that you can be like, I want to try that egg dish from Iran. Well, they didn't go to Iran, but they went to like the United States where, you know, they learned about fried chicken and so all of that. Wow. So I watched that entire show on Sunday as I was like making food and stuff. That's awesome. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is your background? TV Jen is on the line. Hi Jen. Hi. What? I am in the same cooking bent, but I can't do that Lords and Ladles. <clears throat> but it's the same kind of thing. I leave TV on for my dogs all day long, and now I'm just obsessed. So I have Apple TV, and I've downloaded the America's Test Kitchen app. Oh, yes! Yes! And you don't have to be a subscriber, so I don't have to be like anybody's. And Netflix asks you if you're still there, so I can't do that either because I'm not always there for eight hours at a time, you know, clicking that button. But America's Test Kitchen will run through everything (laughs) without clicking for hours, for days, whatever. And, you know, the moment I hear, you know, hey, pot roast and add this, I'm like, huh, I'm cooking a pot roast next week. And then I jump in and go and watch it and go, that's cool. Rewind, watch the recipe. And then I'll go back and do what I'm doing. But it's so cool, you know, what they're doing. And I don't know, I guess subliminally I'm learning something. Yeah, no, I love it. I watch that that. regularly. They've got a lot of good recipes. Thank Uh you. Thank you, Jen. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is your background TV? Scott is on the line. Hey Scott, what do you watch for background TV? The best all-time series of background TV: Any Law and Order, Intent, mm. uh, uh, Special Victims, or four hundred and fifty-six episodes of the original Law and Order. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be a great one. Yeah, you know, thank you, Scott. That's the other thing. Um, the other thing about those types of shows is like, or background TV. I also think like good shows to nap to. Oh yeah, there's something about like some of the the like cadence to some of those shows mm-hmm. where I can imagine just sort of like drifting off to sleep and yeah. then waking up and still oh, sort of being sure. immersed in the story. Like, I'm, am I still in the same episode? Right. What What did you watch this weekend? Um, background? Well, so like I usually any type of HGTV show or yeah. TLC, the old TLC, like meaning so like so I will just turn on like House Hunters and that will be on. I don't even actually honestly know what was on for my background TV. It's just HGTV. Yeah. So like when I come into the room, because I was doing stuff where I was going in and out of one room where the TV was on. I wasn't like looking at a TV right yeah. next to me. Yeah. So coming in and out of the room, it was just like there would be house stuff um, on. And that's what I, that just sort of to me, for my husband, it's sports mm-hmm. for me. And that gives me anxiety yeah. for some reason, sports and like listening to the sports commentary and like the crowd sounds that gives me anxiety. Yeah. But the sound of like 
people talking about homes gives me a calm oh, sure. feeling in Absolutely. my body. Those are, those are always great shows. Right? Uh, Stephanie's on the line. Hi, Stephanie. What's your background TV? Sex in the City. Oh, really? I love it. When my husband and my kids are out of the house, I turn every TV on in the house to that same channel, and I do my housework to Sex in the City. I don't even really watch it. I just can hear it, and I know the episode. And It's just like fun. hanging out yeah. with your friends, right? Yeah, hanging out with the girlfriends. I love it. <laughs> Let's go to Shauna. Awesome. Thanks, Stephanie. Shauna, uh, what is Shauna's? Shauna, what is your, uh, what's your background TV? I think any makeover show, like Bar Rescue or Home Improvement shows, because you right. really just want to see the last five, ten minutes. That's the yeah, thing. Of course. Like, you want to see the first yeah. five minutes you want to see and the, the last fake, five minutes. The fake last five minutes, right? Yes. Where they're like sitting at a patio <laughs> having a drink, like, what should we do about this house? Or mm-hmm. what should we do? And you're like, yeah, that never happened, but I still watch. Yeah, no doubt. totally. Thank Love you, it. Shauna. Uh, we've gotten a couple emails. We got this one from Rhea who said, Queer Eye on Netflix is the ultimate background show. Oh, yeah. The music is pleasing, and every once in a while, you just catch a glimpse of lovely clothes, Jonathan Van Ness, whatever. Of course, I binge-watched all of it intent- intently at first, and now I rewatch it as a background show. And that's actually true. Um, the first, like, I watched the first maybe four episodes um, very intently. Mm-hmm. And then I do, I'll go onto Netflix every once in a while and just throw one on just as background while I'm cleaning or yeah. whatever, because it is, it's like great background. Uh, and then Peter said, my wife and I have two distinct background shows, family guy and friends. We've both seen both shows all the way through enough times that we know what's happening. We could just go about our days. And then Laura said, I will put on investigation discovery channel on for background TV. But she said, however, starting October 26th, Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mystery Channel will be starting their Christmas movies. Oh, God. So that will be my go-to for two months. (laughs) Well, the good news is we didn't just watch background TV this week. No, actually, um, I think both of us intentionally watched some TV. Yeah. Uh, And we got to tell you about it. We'll tell you about the intentional television after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Well, while we were busy... uh, watching our background TV. We also happened upon some actual intentional television on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and Bradley, what was the intentional TV you happened intentional upon? Intentional TV, it sounds so thoughtful, right? I know. But, th- but all we're saying is like in the last segment we were talking about TV where you can just have it on in the background, right? As you said, but um, this is TV that we are having to like sit and stare at. And the show that I watched is called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. There's one season. Have you heard about this show no. at all? So people um, sort of like on the food end of things have been talking about this. I know our friend Stephanie March watched this and was a big fan. It's based, It's a series on Netflix based on a book by um, this wonderful um, chef. And um, I just want to get her name because it's not staring me in the face. Um, and I will in just a moment. It follows this woman as she explores all of those words I just said, salt, fat, acid, heat, and how each of them has a a, a definitive impact on the food that we eat, despite the culture. And so it's kind of equal parts food discussion and equal parts travelogue, Mm -hmm. but it's also a certain amount of just like relating to humanity. Like, you know, like any good show, you don't have to be a huge fan of food necessarily that might be the thing that gets you watching um but ultimately um 
ultimately, if it's good enough, it'll captivate you regardless of what your interests are. Her name is Samin Nosrat, and she wrote a book of the same title. And there's like a it has like the recipes in it. So she does a little bit of recipes. But you understand, for example, when she talks about salt, she goes to Japan Mm -hmm. and she's talking about all of the things that, you know, the Japanese are doing in terms of like creating salt and what that means and how it's a cultural thing and blah, blah, blah. So you learn so much more than just salt. Yeah. Right. It was such a wonderful show. Where Um, am I watching this? Netflix. Here's the thing that I've liked about kind of the evolution of food television um, is that it has become more than just cooking shows. Yeah, I mean, there are still cooking shows, but I feel like the uh, Anthony Bourdain's and the Andrew Zimmern's and, um, you know, and, and that sort of ilk have made food also about travel because food and culture do go hand in hand so much. And so that's kind of why I like what you're telling me about this type of show Mm -hmm. is that it's not just about the food. It's going to have you literally searching for like this weird soy sauce that's only made in one place in Japan or, um, you know, a certain kind of like it just makes you care about things that you didn't think you'd care about. Like if I told you go watch this show that's going to tell you about salt acid fat I'd be like, and heat thanks no you're like thanks. oh wow a chef did a book in a series <laughs> blah 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 but when and it's film i don't know how to describe it anybody who's watched it understands it's filmed so beautiful it's it's almost like like sh- so for example she makes some bread or pasta with a lady uh-huh big uh. deal right the way they film it it's cinematic like you hear the sound of the like I, the, it's just filmed in such a way that is like literally all of your senses are you engaged. care. There's sound and mm-hmm. texture and it's color and just it's so beautiful to watch. Um, and then it'll have you thinking about like life and I don't know. You that's just so cool. I feel like in this day and age, like I just need somebody that's going to talk to me about some essential truths and not, you know, try <laughs> just to deliver me some truth. I need some truth and it needs to be simple. Like some, give me some good bread with some butter and I can be real happy. <laughs> how, how many episodes is it? I think it's, uh, one for each. I haven't watched all of oh. them yet. So let's see. Cause okay, I, that's kind of nice and digestible. See what I did there. See what you Thank did you. there. Episodes. There are. Four episodes. All right. Look at that. And they're about 40 minutes each. Um, well, I, the intentional television that I consumed this weekend, Bradley, no. um, after much discussion at the Lindstrom home, we have elected to dive into season two of Making a Murderer. Oh, yeah. So we went back and forth about whether or not we were going to actually watch it for a couple of reasons. One of them being that um, you, we, you kind of know what's going to happen, yeah. right? Um, because we've paid attention to the case and what's come of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we were like, well, you know, is there a reason to watch it? And then we kind of read some reviews that basically said it does Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Doesn't necessarily live up to the first season, which had us all captivated. But ultimately we thought, well, no, there, there, there has to be enough there to have already to have spun off an entire season. Let's watch it. Well, here's why I think it deserves to be watched. Okay. First of all, it will reinvigorate your interest in the case of um, Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey specifically. Who are both accused and convicted of doing some heinous things. Exactly. Murder. Uh, yes, uh, of Teresa Halbeck. The other thing, the other reason to watch it is because you will be fascinated, fascinated by the attorney who takes on this case, uh, whose name escapes me right now, but it doesn't matter. She is a character because you will remember when she, she came first, about right as a result of the first series. Exactly. And you will remember that we talked about the fact that she had purchased Teresa Halbeck's car, not the actual car, but a the exact make and model of the car. We talked about that. That was like a headline at the time. And we were like, well, that's weird. Well, it's all explained to you why she does that, and you see what she does with it. It is fascinating. She, the way she talks. Thank you. Okay. The way she talks. Thank you so much, Sonny. The way she talks about this case, the way she talks about the mistakes that they made in the first trial, and the way she confronts it will reinvigorate your feelings, whatever they were about the first season in a way that will engage you on your your position of the guilt or innocence of Stephen Avery or Brendan Dassey. And how many episodes? I, you know, we're only like two or three in, and I think there's like eight. All right, well, it's Netflix. on my list. Yes, watch it. Okay, when we come back, we've got Lord and Lady D-Bag. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it so often indeed that we've created a little space to put them on our <laughs> show. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, we call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, look. Another day, another chance for me to take the media to task. Because oh. I'm a media watchdog of sorts. Yes, you are. I think we are here on the Colleen and Bradley show most days, especially during this segment, because the tabloids. Oh, so technically, my D-bag is Meghan Markle, courtesy, however, of the tabloids. Mm. So most of my ire raised for the tabloids. Why? Because of this ep- episode, article, whatever the word is. The nation goes bananas for Meghan's fruit loaf recipe. <laughs> Okay, so the nation in question is the United Kingdom. And apparently everybody has gone bonkers after uh, Kate, uh, not Kate, I'm sorry, after Meghan Markle baked a loaf of banana bread in New South Wales. So Meghan Markle may, okay, well, let me just tell you this story because it's in the reporting of the story that I'm like, you guys, Meghan Markle made banana bread. Mm-hmm. I would just like you to understand, and I don't know, I'm assuming this is different in the UK. Banana bread is like one of those things that like 
anyone can make. And frankly, yeah, it does not here's what'll happen. Like, uh, if somebody comes to you and they go, Oh my God, you have to try my banana bread. It's amazing. Mm-mm. No, I actually don't. And it's probably not amazing. And that's probably the only thing you cook. I am not a food snob. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can make banana bread. I don't bake much. I, like I can't bake. Like you asked me to bake something fancy. Can't do it. Cause mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work. You got to have measurements. You got to do the thing with the thing. Banana bread. You could be literally a monkey. Cause they like bananas. They do. And make banana bread. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. Pretty much. You can buy mixes for it. That's yeah. how easy it is. Yeah. I mean, you could dump some flour. Yeah. And some bananas mm-hmm. in a thing. Banana bread. Woo. Yeah. Okay. So she did the the bare minimum. Yeah. And then the news media goes about saying things like, Megan delighted her hosts by whipping up a loaf of banana bread in Australia last week in New South Wales. And then they go on to talk about the cake, which was packed with chocolate chips, a ton of a touch of ginger. Uh, they brought it to her to a family farm. First of all, I wouldn't put ginger in a banana Who bread. Who puts ginger in their banana bread? I, would, I wouldn't even put chocolate chips in banana bread, but that's a thing I think some people do. Yeah. Um, nutritionists have hinted the addition of ginger could suggest the Duchess, currently in her second trimester, could be suffering from morning sickness and nausea. <laughs> Quote. Oh, An aide said last week, my. she loves baking and just decided to take something along on the spur of the moment. She loves baking, really. So she made banana bread. Everybody can make some banana bread. You don't have to love baking. In fact, I think if you don't love baking, you make banana bread. Right. So um, I just thought I would take them to task for making us think. Oh, also, the British people are apparently just overwhelmed by this banana bread and the searches for banana bread have trebled. Actually, no, I take that back. According to a department store uh, or a grocery chain, searches for banana bread recipes on their site have increased by 52% since Mark Meghan Markle made the dish. Okay. I have a lot of questions. What is this banana bread you speak of? First of all, do they not make banana bread over there? Is that I don't not a thing? know. I mean, they have bananas, so I would Im- imagine they make banana bread. Because I feel like banana bread is like a, like, everybody makes banana bread. Yeah, it's like brownies or chocolate chip cookies. Banana bread. The mix, the directions are on the package. Banana bread. Yeah, it's banana bread. It's just, but like. It's bananas. Everybody makes banana bread. And it's not even bread. To call it bread, it's like banana banana, batter. It's like banana muffins just dumped into a loaf It's a mix. That's all it is. She brought it. Okay, so that's number one. Number two. Please, let's never, ever, 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 ever use the term fruit loaf. Ever. Yeah, fruit loaf. I'm That's like a British thing. I'm angry at them for that. Would you like a fruit, fruit loaf? loaf? A nice warm so fruit I saw, loaf. Because I saw that, I saw that headline, and I thought, what is a what fruit loaf did she make? That's, what is that? I will tell you, when I read that, I was like, oh, I know what they're doing. Sure enough. I was like, they're trying to make this, because I was like... Oh, is it like a fruit cake? No, it's not a fruit cake. I'm like, of course, but Meghan Markle is American. Mm-hmm. She doesn't cook, so of course it's going to be a banana bread. Jeez. And also, I would just like you to know, she had a ginger because of her morning she's sickness. Yes, mm, and a little dried ginger will cure you. She needs of your to morning settle sickness. her tum tum. All right. Yeah. Well, interestingly, Bradley, the tabloids are my d bag. And also, actually, mostly the British tabloids. Oh, there we go again. Um, This time, for their reporting on the appearance of 007 Daniel Craig. Oh, since he carried his 
kid around? Yeah, but not even that. So I actually think... What happened? I actually think... Okay, now you're my (laughs) D-bag. He looks like he's been... Whoa! Okay, hold the phone for a moment. Okay. So just to dial it back for a moment, for those of you just joining us, first of all, we're naming our D-bags for the day. Lord and Lady D-bag. I am naming the British tabloids. And Bradley, you referred to... Daniel Craig carrying his baby around. Yeah. What, are, what specifically are he was you referring him, uh, referring to? In a like one of those carriers, like a front carrier, a front carrier. Mm-hmm. So strapped to his uh, front area. Yeah. And Piers Morgan, <laughs> his, his chest. Yes. <laughs> That'd be a little weird. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and Piers Morgan got called to the carpet. Like he's emasculated. Yeah. Well, so all of the British tabloids are now writing headlines. Uh, as follows, having nothing to do with how he's carrying his baby, but instead just generally how he looks. Okay, here's the Daily Mail's headline. So how is fatherhood? 007 needs a quantum of solace. I love that. Daniel Craig looks new, <laughs> looks new, shaken and stirred six weeks after the birth of his daughter. What I love is that because he I mean, if you saw that picture, you'd be like, what happened to Daniel Craig? He looks like he got thrown into a Shaken dryer. And stirred. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This one is from, I don't, what's this? The M-E-A-W-W. Meow. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> James Bond star Daniel Craig looks exhausted and worn out six weeks after the birth of his daughter. This from the Metro. Daniel Craig takes daddy duties very seriously as he cradles I'm newborn sure he daughter. he does take daddy duties. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously, as should we all. From the mirror, Daniel Craig looks exhausted as he cradles newborn daughter at JFK Airport. The sun, shaken and stirred, Daniel Craig looks very different from suave James Bond as he cradles his baby daughter at the airport. What I love, he though, is that they tired. attach it all. They attach, well, he looks more than tired, but that they attach it all or blame it all on like, you know, it must be that baby. Well, because it probably is. Because the baby's six weeks old. Yeah, but he looks like he's been on like a heroin bender for a few days. Well, that's what new babies do to you. Okay, well. I'm here to tell you, you do not sleep for eight solid weeks minimum after a baby is born. You do not sleep. His wife looks great, though. Well, she did her hair and makeup. Maybe he's letting her sleep at night. Well, she's not. I mean, that's a lovely thing to do. Also, can I just oh. also she also is wearing sunglasses, so we can't really Rachel, see the eyes. Is that Rachel Wise? Yeah. So that's not the um I'm confused on his baby. The latest addition to the family joins his daughter Ella from from his marriage to Fiona London and his wife, Rachel Weiss's son, Henry Twelve. From, from her, her relationship, relationship with, with Aaron Aronofsky. So, her, th- so it's their baby. But yes. Yeah, got it. All right. Yeah, but they each have other children got from it. previous relationships. I had forgotten they were married. Yeah. And but- she, I love her, her outfit. They could totally, because doesn't it look like she, I mean, she's being smart about it, right? She's being like, she's got the casual thing going on, but she has a nice jacket on top of yes. it. And sunglasses. That always helps in a world of hurt. Yeah, he's, you know, he's exposing his hair and his face. (laughs) He he just looks like he looks tired. He looks looks like like he's a six week old baby. I'm just saying. But it's Daniel Craig. I mean, yes, I get what your point is. And I think oftentimes the media makes a hullabaloo about, you know, but do you really feel like he's up at night? I think it's refreshing to see a dad looking haggard and worn down. From those little tiny screaming devil spawn. Yes. 
because they are loud. They don't care about your schedule in the middle of the night. And I think it is refreshing to see a put together mother out in public and the dad looking like he got hit by a Mack truck. I for one, want to celebrate yeah. that. I'm just saying I don't know how real that is. I would imagine I don't he care. doesn't, he it doesn't works actually sleep. Or he doesn't actually not sleep. There's I probably like a team of people that are like, hmm, taking care of that baby. I, either way. But the media is crap most days, so you. you're welcome. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, listen, we just, we finally decided it's high time that we just set aside mm, we have to do it. a it's good fun. chunk of time to extol all the virtues of our very favorite kitchen appliance. Oh, multiples actually. Well, it has it has given Spawned. birth. It has yeah. given birth. And we're just not gonna fight it anymore. We're gonna tell you all about it after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so we routinely do this off the air around the office, and we thought, you know what? It's high time we take this act on the air. Uh, and extol the virtues of our favorite kitchen appliances on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It's time. We need to have a straight up love fest mm. for that lovable kitchen appliance yes. known as the Instant Pot. What? And its offspring, the Instant Pot Ace Blender. But what is that? They Bradley haven't paid Trainer? for this segment, by the way. So, um, <laughs> Don't act like or don't worry that this is some sort of like unpaid um, experience. Well, it is an unpaid experience. Um, no, we paid. We paid. We literally paid. And I've paid for more than one. And I've now paid, as have you, for the Ace Instant, Blend, Instant Pop Blender. I just had this thought yesterday while I was doing food prep, which I normally do on Sundays, that I had two Instant Pots going and the Ace Pot Instant Blender going. And I thought to myself, I could use another one of these Instant Pots. That's a little scary because I don't know if you know this. I'm cooking for two. Yeah. But these things are so awesome. I mean, okay, let's tell people why the Instant Pot Blender is so awesome because that's a new thing that just came out. First of all, tell people what it is. I know this sounds like an infomercial, but I know people can relate to having that kitchen appliance that like just makes you happy to be in the kitchen. Okay, you guys. So when Bradley and you know this because we lived this out on the air when Bradley first got the Instant Pot. I resisted. I was like, this is yeah, dumb. I don't saying, need this. This is dumb. We don't need this. Yep. I already have it. It's called a crock pot. Okay. I was like, au contraire, moan for And then I crumbled, and then I got the Instant Pot, and then it She's changed my life. She's using it every blah, day. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. Then, then I read about this Instant Pot Ace Blender, and I brought it in. I brought in the article, and I was like, Bradley, we have to get this thing. So Bradley and I did this amazing thing that we do when we need to justify a purchase, and we purchased it for ourselves, and then we said that's our Christmas present for each other. Yeah, see how that works. So see what we did. So, so then I don't. Then I don't get like the stink eye when I go home mm-hmm. and the thing shows up on our doorstep. Right. So we bought it for each other. Yeah. So that's how that works. Um, so here's how the blender works. <laughs> so great. It's not just a blender, you guys. No, it, but wait, there's more. It cooks and it blends. The thing makes soup while you sit there and do something else. Like what? you literally throw all the junk into yes. the blender. It's a hot, it's a thick sur- uh, glass blender. It's not plastic. Like, you know, your, um, $3,000 Vitamix or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like 
thick glass. glass because it has to take super hot temperatures because the dumb thing heats itself. Because it has a heating element in the bottom. And so then, okay, so here's and what you do. And it's not just like warm. It gets that sucker like boiling. Yeah. It like heats to like temperatures. <laughs> so you put the, you dump all the junk in there. You lock the top and then you beep, boop, bop, boop, beep. And then it heats up to the temperature where it cooks and then it intermittently blends it. Yep. And then when in like 20 minutes, when it's all cooked and done, it just to a fine, nice, creamy texture. So what have you made in there? All the soups in the whole yeah. wide world, every single one of them. Also, I make smoothies in it. Best yeah. smoothies ever. Well, I was going to say the thing I like. I don't. You. I don't eat smoothies necessarily, but if I want something to be that consistency, you literally just push the smoothie button and walk away. It'll do it for you. You don't have to like keep pressing something. I know. But wait. And, but wait. There's here's more. Here's the thing because all of you are like, well, I already have a Vitamix. Mm-mm, okay, I'm no. sorry. You got screwed because you paid like a, a bajillion dollars. A lot of dollars. This thing was $99 at Walmart. It's stupid. And I don't have a habit of buying stuff on Walmart.com, but you can't get it anywhere else. And it couldn't have been easier. It's dumb. And um, oh, also, do you know what I love to make? What? Oat milk. Do you know what oat milk is? It's milk oats. from oats. So you can make nut milk. So like if you like almond milk. Yeah. I just think it's dumb to go buy almond almonds and make almond milk because I can buy it for cheaper. Right. But the oat milk, it's actually super cheap. And you literally dump some oats, dump some water. And it, it came go. with a strainer. It's it comes with its ridiculous. Own strainer. But you know what? But wait, there's more. My favorite part, <laughs> cleaning is a breeze. It's the best part of people. Cleaning. If you guys have this thing, like let us know that we're not the only ones. Or if you don't have this thing or have questions, we have answers. Yeah, 651 yeah. Like if you need justifications, like if you've been trying to convince somebody in your yeah, household. We're here for you. Significant other or otherwise. Okay. Uh, we'll give you the excuse you need because we've already like lived those excuses ourselves. But here's the best part. Cleaning it. Oh, God. You I did this yesterday. Warm water, a couple drops of that uh, dishwasher detergent. You plop press it back button. on there, press the button. It cleans itself. Then you just dump it out, put it away. I go in the other room what? because it's kind of loud. And uh, I come back when it's done. It's it beeps to remind me. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, is your partner texting you right now to well, ask he you did, about that? He literally just texted, which is why I looked at my oh, phone. Okay. But it was something unrelated. Thank God he's Thank not God. listening. Thank God. Okay. But I also wanted he to. He knows s- you got it now, right? Oh, yeah, no, okay. that because there was a giant box okay. sitting there. He's like, I don't even want to know. And I was like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. And w- we won't talk about it until I'm ready to tell you. <laughs> and then he saw it and he was like, why do we need that? We've got two blenders. I was like, but we don't. Mm-mm. We don't have two blenders. And I never use those blenders. I use this thing now every weekend because mm-hmm. it's super easy. Also, can we talk about the Instant Pot just really quickly? Sure. So, I mean, always. Um, one of the things that I love about it is that you can saute in the Instant Pot, because everybody will say to me, I have a crock pot. I don't need this thing. Mm. And I'm like, you kind of do. And actually, I don't think it replaces the crock pot because I don't think it does a super. I'll be honest. I don't think it's a super good crock pot device. I used my crock pot this weekend. I, I use my crock pot still. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to make a good stew and let it go all day, mm-hmm. then I will put that in the actual ceramic crock pot because I think the ceramic, the heat does mm-hmm. something very unique in a way that the Instant Pot metal pot doesn't. Um, however, the thing I like about the instant pot is, so for example, I made like a cur- a turkey curry mm-hmm. for our lunches for the week and I could saute everything like the onions and the garlic and the, you know, celery and things in the pan yes. right there. Yes. And then when I'm ready, I just dump everything else in, put the turkey breast on a rack, stick it in, 
90 minutes. I mean, it's ridiculous. That thing could be frozen. I mean, yeah. that's my favorite part. That's the thing that sold me is doing things from frozen. Yeah. You can literally take that football <laughs> of a turkey breast that is solid, you know, like yes. like a, a brick. If you forget to thaw it, yes. put it in for maybe, I don't know, it'd probably be depending on how heavy it is. It could be up to two hours. But still, if you think about it, normally I would run that sucker all day thawed at like six to eight hours in the crock pot. It's insane. And now if it's thawed, I can do it in 90 minutes. I know. I'm telling you. I can you. do a 10 pound turkey breast in 90 minutes. It's crazy. And it's the best. It is the juiciest turkey breast. Because here's the thing. Turkey breast, if you let it go and the fat cooks out of it, it can, it can get kind of dry. Yeah. But in the Instant Pot, it doesn't have time to get dry. So it's super juicy. Okay. Here's what I'm <laughs> I'm realizing something as we talk. I know. I feel horrible saying all these things, but I, I know why? people out there are listening. No. Here's what I'm realizing. Mm. Um, while I think that we are, I, I mean, I, I'll pat us on the backs. <laughs> I think we're good at what we do oh, on the sure. radio. Oh yeah. We might have maybe missed a calling uh in life. I think that we would have been great at infomercials. I do too. I think I think that, that if somebody's listening, they should hire us maybe to consider sell their crap. Like we could have been good pitch people. <sighs> it's true. We would have been great. What is your favorite thing to cook in the instant pot? I mean, meat foods no like um i you, listen i just make stuff up as i go i'm not kidding you yeah. so like i do chicken thighs a lot and i just do weird stuff with chicken thighs like what i mean not weird like stuff what do you put in there but like i just put like chicken thighs <laughs> and, and what else? sometimes i'll do salsa and oh. we'll have like i call i call them crocos Oh, that's cute. I know but that's like our you know but, but that's what i do when i haven't thawed out meat to do you just tacos for taco nights. Yeah. I make like, that's like our Mexican experience that we throw into tortillas mm-hmm. on, on taco night. Yeah. I haven't gotten super adventure, adventurous yet because there is a little bit of a learning curve still, but I've made like a beef and broccoli thing in there. Can I tell you, you? I've sauteed and that's exciting. The easiest way to find, like I am always going, how much do I, cause you get a little booklet that tells mm-hmm. you how to do stuff, but I um, will frequently just go to YouTube because yeah. there are people that have done whatever it is I'm trying to do yeah. on, with the Instant Pot and I can always find good recipes that way. That's true. That is true. Hey, you guys. Uh, apparently uh, we're the only ones using those apparently things. We are. Well, whatever. A gas station attendant made Bradley lose the Mega Millions and the Powerball and the North Star Cash and all the money that was up for grabs. A uh, causing us to ask you, what is your lottery ticket buying superstition? Six five- At NetApp, we'll bring the love of cloud. You bring your passion to change the world. With NetApp, you'll experience secure access to your data anywhere, anytime. Running your apps on the clouds of your choice. Machine learning and automation to optimize infrastructure. It's time to unlock all of data's possibilities. What we're doing with the cloud is just the beginning. NetApp, for the love of cloud. Tap the ad or visit netapp.com love to see how amazing the cloud can be. Splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a three-in-one formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. It keeps you seeing safely all year long. Pick up some at Walmart today. See safely on the roadway.